This episode was brought to you by Bespoke Post and Fiverr. Stay tuned for more information later in the show. Hello, welcome to the Death Battle Cast. Once again, streaming from home. Uh, I'm Ben, the voice of Wiz. We'll figure out the order that we go in. Where we're going. Hey, it's me. I'm Chad. Hi. Sam's mic's still muted. (laughs) And he's still muted. And he's still muted. Josh, are you muted? Josh, come on. Can you hear me? Oh, I did my yes, yes. <laughs> no, Oh my that. god. Oh, you didn't hear it? Brilliant. I'm we're, Josh. We're, we're really... I can write y'all hear it? Yeah, Sam is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Starting off strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> thanks, welcome, thanks, welcome everybody. Cast week, what, three work from home? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, three. Uh, yes. The, the, the edition of Death Metal Cast where we all slowly... Uh, figure out how long our hair can get, and we'll, you know, I maybe win. two weeks off a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Um, so yeah, today, that, but yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, today uh, is the Q and A day because a new death battle just released. Um, we we pit Goro against Machamp, Machamp in a little episode titled Goro versus Machamp. Surprise. Uh, um, and that just came out this past weekend. And holy yeah. shit. Apparently people like it a lot. That's <laughs> yeah, not hit like number four on trending. So thank you guys awesome. yeah. for watching. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who watched the episode and shared it around. Uh, it just got age restricted on YouTube. So sharing it's going to uh, YouTube is going to be a little stingy in how much it shares it. So we're definitely relying on you guys to, to spread the word around and let everybody know. Uh, how much you enjoyed it, and if if you think other people would would like to check it out, it was a really fun episode. We definitely have some questions to get to, um, but before we get to that, I have a really important question. Do any of you guys have lilies, mums, or roses? I really need them. I have cosmos, hyacinths, uh, pansies, tulips, oh. and windflowers. But like, <laughs> I really need to get animal the black color. roses and gold roses. They're gonna look really cool on my island the way I've got it set up. I, I really know, need I had, them. I had a moment, and Sam won't understand this, but I thought you were talking about h- homecoming at first. And I was like, "What are you like? Are you that bored? Are you like staging a homecoming?" <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called Animal Crossing. The only thing that matters right now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let me know if you have any of those. <laughs> I can't help you there because I just started getting into like the flower stuff. Because Isabel's like, "You're a two-star island. Plant some flowers everywhere." And I was like, "I haven't been paying attention to the flowers at all." So I think Same. I have pansies and that's it. <laughs> Same. I, I just got in. I just learned about the crossbreeding flowers thing. I was like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do in order yeah. to get uh, KK Slider to show up. And I, feel I haven't like even so far seen behind. roses. Like, hey, I, I've only seen pansies and lilies. Jack, Jackie says she's got you covered on roses. Ah, oh, yes, nice. Jackie, my hero. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get black roses and gold roses and they look so fucking dope. I really want them. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I guess we have more more important questions. Sam spaced out. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna get Animal Crossing, Sam. I remember you saying you were gonna get it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just like, I, I was talking to Chris. I actually, I literally here, let me, let me just read you the verbatim of how <laughs> I decided not to get animal crossing. Oh, wow. Uh Oh, this was, this was a conversation because <laughs> I was sitting here really debating it. And, um, I get this text from my good friend, John, and he says, dead animal crossing any good. And I was like, he said, think about picking it up. I said, I ain't got it. Never played one before, but I think I'm about to buy it when I'm done working. He's like, oh, okay. I've never played one either. I played Harvest Moon in tons of Stardew Valley, though, so I imagine it's kind of like that. I was like, yeah, I would think it's about the same, but you can't fuck no hoes, so I don't know if it's for me. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> you can't bang Isabella or like a squirrel or something. What's the point? And I was like, for real. And then we just didn't buy Animal Crossing. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's how life hmm. works. Hmm. <laughs> So I mean, if it turns out you can bang like Isabella or Squirrel or something, like yeah, maybe like an update, <laughs> like I will regret yeah. it. But well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the updates. Uh, they're already yeah. on version like three or something like that. So uh, I'm, I'm sure if that comes out, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into the Garvers' yeah. Champ questions. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to read those questions? Real quick, I'm very disappointed. I was texting Sam the whole time. He was trying to read from his phone, trying to distract him, but it didn't work. You did? Ah, bummer. <laughs> yes, I texted you a bunch. Like, wow, I was like, did I block this guy? I Good effort. <laughs> no, there it is. I think we just came in a little late. Oh, we all did, like uh, years ago. <laughs> that is that a, that a bread? Just a bread emoji? Yeah, What? it's it's a baguette. Yeah. Anyway, questions. <laughs> uh, Sam, do you have the rundown up? Do you want to read those? I can pull it up. I don't have it up right now. <laughs> Am I the only one with it? The... You're the only one. Oh, I mean, okay. I got it. What Listen, do you want? It's trying to. <laughs> you need to read the questions. Well, yeah. well okay. what do you want? Well prepared. Why didn't you mention how Machamp's belt inhibits his power? Doesn't this mean you nerfed him? Uh... That's, that's, uh, I didn't have that. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll put the emotional note at the end of it as I see fit. Okay. Sure. Okay. His, his he's interpreting the questions how they're being asked in the in the YouTube comments. Uh, so why why didn't we include the belt? Um, because that seems to apply more to Machoke. So there's this thing mm -hmm. that I kept seeing online about people talking about how the the belt that Machamp wears apparently restricts his power, and if he takes it off, then um, Things will go bad. He he will uh, hurt himself and hurt others more than expected. Things like that. Uh, Machoke's Pokedex entries talk about this a lot. Machamp's does not. Uh, in fact, in the manga, and the manga is in a whole other canon, but it does explicitly show that he doesn't need the belt. Um, most Machamp's in the manga actually take the belt off. So... Uh, we couldn't find a lot of evidence to suggest that the belt was actually restricting his power. Uh, the way I interpret it is more so that the Machoke is simply not able to contain all the power as he's as he's going through the evolutionary stage, and then once he becomes a champ, he's got control over it. That's what it seems like is the most Pure, puberty is reasonable thing to me. You grow up and things are better. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then once you grow up, you <laughs> sure. take your belt off a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially in yeah. Like I don't even know where those belts are. I Dude, don't I, I don't want to belt in weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> Everybody wearing pants? Oh, yeah. Actually, this is a second. This is the first day I've, like, worn jeans again. In, like, oh, look at you. And, um, like, it, we've been, we, we, like, I've realized life is split into soft pants, hard pants. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's, this that's is a, a return quote. to hard pants. 
Uh, and they're they're not as bad as I remembered they were. It's probably because I have you know stretchy jeans, but still. Yeah. The other day we were doing laundry, and I was like, I need to wash every single pair of sweatpants I own, all hands on deck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the only thing I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, half the reason I put on the jeans was because like your jeans are the one thing you wear that gives you a caliber on like how much weight you are or are not gaining. Ah, sure. If you're wearing sweatpants, <laughs> you don't really notice it. Like, but jeans like let you know, right? And so pleasantly yeah, realized that these are not the tightest thing I've ever put on my body. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Just, they're, they're, they're an honest hot. friend. Quarantine has just pretty much been like consumption teen. But anyways, question two. Do you <laughs> ask someone is Machamp just to say the same word over and over and over? Or are these voice clips from something else? We talked about this a couple times. No, yes. we definitely yeah, got a voice actor. There's a homie yes. doing Machamps. Uh, Keston Howard, who previously voiced uh, Captain Falcon in uh, Johnny Cage vs. Captain Falcon. Uh, Marissa and Sound Cadence cast him as... Uh, originally, I wasn't sure if we were actually going to do it, but uh, through talking with Sound Cadence, we were kind of like, yeah, let's let's just see if anybody's interested in it. And um, a lot of voice actors love the idea of voicing a Pokemon, so plenty of people showed interest in it. So it was great. So absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, and I love that Kesson was willing to do that. It, it turned out so good. Some of the audio in this episode seemed different from normal. Given the current predicament, did you record this episode from home? So a lot of people noticing this. Um, there, there's definitely some jumps in quality throughout the episode, but specifically whenever we are uh, recording a sponsorship, and that's kind of the separation right now. Uh, we have recorded just just so it's clear to everybody. I think I posted this on Twitter yesterday as well. Uh, we have recorded the first ten or so episodes of Death Battle already. Chad and I. Um, but the, the sponsorships come in, like the, the ad reads come in, uh, a lot closer shortly before aired. an episode airs, uh, cause, cause a lot of them have to deal with, uh, current deals that are happening and, and mm-hmm. they can't necessarily prepare that months in advance. Uh, so we are recording sponsorships from home, but the episodes for a while have already been recorded. So there's going to be that like weird difference between those two moments in episodes for a little bit now. Uh, but you know, we're just going to have to deal with it as this whole pandemic thing keeps going. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you missed a key detail from a champ's Pokedex entry. He can send foes flying over the horizon. <laughs> How would that have changed the fight? Uh, what? How do you even, like, figure out what like... that means? <laughs> yeah. And also, um, he, at, he throws people into space. Fuck the horizon. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I mean, uh, he does get blasted off at the end. I mean, it's it's not exactly that, but it's close. That was that was kind of a reference to it at the end. I I, um, I think that was the idea, Josh. Uh, that like he gets launched over the horizon or into space into mm-hmm. orbit, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because uh, that that's that's what happens to Pokemon. Uh, I I do think it's funny. Um, when, when people write comments that are like, you missed this or you forgot this. Cause I don't know. I feel like that's very accusatory and presumptuous, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, no, we didn't miss it. It just wasn't worth mentioning. Right. And that's, yeah, we, we talk about, about everything. Like, we're tr- yeah. We, we research everything. 
but we are trying to present an entertaining show and something that you guys would want to watch. If we were to literally rattle off every single thing that we came across, the show would be like two hours long and it would be really boring. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I, yeah. I know some people would like to see an episode of Death Battle where we run through everything. We spend like 40 minutes going over the character. Cause the, like there are plenty of blogs online that are huge and go into enormous exquisite detail about about characters and what they're capable of and a lot of them are really well written it's just the way we present death battle and a lot of the people who watch death battle that that just wouldn't really mesh very well um we're, we're trying to make an entertaining show as well as an informative one so finding that balance is really important mm -hmm. it's like this podcast it's a mix of really really nerdy shit and then also some dumb entertainment hopefully <laughs> Re really dumb Entertainment. Anyway, next Can question. Can be the new description for the show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, why did you take Machamp's Pokedex entries as fact? Everyone knows that they're random nonsense written by 10-year-olds. For example, says uh, Mac, <laughs> Mac Cargo is 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit, but that's hotter than the sun. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that's the emotion of that comment. <laughs> Uh, there, there is a popular theory that the Pokedex entries are written by you, the character, uh, Red, Gold, whoever. Um, and they're 10 years old and they don't know anything, <laughs> which seems odd to me. Like, I don't know if I can subscribe to that idea because they're very consistent throughout the games. Um, and also Professor Oak is relying on you to give him important information. And he also already knows everything about the Pokemon. So it's like... You'd think you'd I don't fact know. check. The yeah, way Pokemon like, is set up, you're given this task of finding every Pokemon, but I feel like the way the Pokedex works is every Pokemon has already been discovered, and you're just unlocking them in the Pokedex. I don't know. It, it's, it's really weird. Some people interpret it as you're discovering them. Some people interpret it as they've already been discovered. Uh, so it's all kind of up in the air. Uh, the way I look at the Pokedex entries is... They seem to be, more often than not, supported by what happens in the anime, what happens in the manga, what happens in the games. There are some crazy ones. The MyCargo one sounds crazy. It's actually not as crazy as it sounds. Uh, there, there are a lot of good YouTube uh, videos and like blog posts about how McCargo actually wouldn't be that big. Of, it would, being 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit wouldn't actually be that big of a deal because of his mass um, and thermodynamics and all that. Uh, but then there, there are some Pokedex entries like Josh, I believe the one you used in the edit was like how Kadabra used to be a human child or something like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is weird, but <laughs> I guess I maybe explain weird shit. Yeah. yeah the entry, the, the, the original is entry is uh, a human child woke up as a Kadabra once, which is maybe something to do with its psychic powers, like it has memories mm -hmm. from a child or something. I don't I know. Asked the I think there are ways to, to find me the it. weirdest Pokedex entry they could find, and that's the <laughs> one they sent me. So, hats off to the researchers. <laughs> there was a yeah. couple of desk of death battles that Josh, I know you helped me write, or maybe wrote yourself, that were about weird fucking Pokemon entries too. Yep. Yeah, and there's some <laughs> like crazy ones, like uh, uh, what's the dog Entei? Like every time Entei roars, a a volcano erupts. So, like, <laughs> if there are multiple Entei running around, roaring at each other, it's <laughs> everywhere. Uh, but I think there are a lot of ways you can kind of just excuse some of them. Uh, Entei roaring causes a volcano to erupt. It doesn't have to be every time he roars. Maybe it's just an ability that Entei has. Uh, 
Machamp being able to move a mountain with one hand? Is he moving the entire mountain at once or is he moving chunks of it? And he just has the endurance to lift that much over and over and over. I think there are ways around certain Pokedex entries um, that, that might seem a little crazy. So just blanket banning them all because ah, some of them are weird, I feel like is too broad uh, and, and takes away a huge chunk of information. So we, we can't do that. We have to look at the Pokedex entries and see if we can reasonably argue that it should exist. And with Machamp specifically, we see the thousand punches happen in Pokemon tournament. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, if that's true, then some of the other things that happen in, that are, are mentioned in the other Pokedex entries that kind of line up in the same way, as far as calculations go, could also be true. And it's, that's kind of the direction we went. I don't know right, if you have anything else to add to that, Josh. No, yeah, I was just going to mention the Pokemon thing. It was like, you know, double confirmation means we can we can seriously consider that one as one of one of his feats that's consistent across multiple media. Yeah. So, why didn't you give him a champ close combat? It's his best move. I love that. <laughs> why? Okay, real quick, spoilers. If you, if you haven't seen the episode by now, you really should. But, like, this is blowing my mind that all these questions, like, but champ won. <laughs> well, why is everyone like? Why did you fuck my champ over? That's what everyone. Why didn't he win better? He should have <laughs> yeah, won like stronger. I mean, I mean, the, there's two different things going on. One, Machamp won. Yeah, sure, that's great. But there's also like, did we represent Machamp correctly? You know, people want to see Machamp use his best move in the fight. Close combat is his best move. That he can't naturally learn. I know that's crazy, but you have to teach him that through a TM. So no close combat for this. We were using a wild Machamp. We didn't we didn't go too far into clarifying whether or not it was a wild Machamp uh, like we have in the past episodes, mainly because we've done it in the past, and also because I th- I thought it was fine to just present him as a natural Machamp as opposed to going through the whole rigmarole of why we're doing it, and this is what he can and can't do, blah, 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 blah. blah. And for the most part, I think... People just accepted that, and, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, but obviously, a couple of people are like, wait a minute, what about this move and, and such and such? Because, like, you can also teach Machamp Flamethrower, right? So you could just, <laughs> after Goro starts doing his Flamethrower, Machamp could have also done his Flamethrower. I mean, it's crazy fire battle, but you can't naturally learn it. So that's all. I'm also subscribing to the very small sect of people that believe the Machamp we used in that is also a lady Machamp because she does not have a cleft chin. Anyways, on with the next question. <laughs> the fact that okay. Goro is half dragon mean that Machamp's dragon move, dual chop, would be super effective against him. I saw a lot of people <laughs> predicting this. So dual chop is a dragon type move for some reason. Okay. And dragon type moves are super effective against dragon Pokemon. Like chop. Like why? I don't, get that. <laughs> I don't know. That's some dragon um, shit boys. Like... <laughs> like I imagine dual chop is just like a, a Two karate chop thing, like bam, bam. Oh, I'm a dragon now. Right. <laughs> yeah, or or the cross chop, but he does have a cross chop move, which we actually have in the fight, which looks awesome. Uh, man, the animation in, in post viz team, it's so good on this. I'm I'm so proud of them. Um, but uh, we've toyed with this idea in past episodes of Death Battle, like way back when. Uh, but applying Pokemon types to non Pokemon characters, I'm not. I tend to lean against doing that unless if for some reason Machamp and Goro, if the fight was like really close or something 
and and there seemed to be a reason to bring that in like a, a logical reason to bring that in as sort of like a tipping the balance sort of like uh found, excuse like or, we found or, in goro's history that when he fought this other person that had dragon blood they used a dragon learned ability and it hurt him extra bad like if we saw something like that then we could be like oh yeah. I mean, yeah then it's reasonable that probably but yeah if there was a reason for it but like that's not really there's not really anything in mortal Kombat to suggest that type effectiveness is really a thing uh and so applying the rules of one franchise to another can be very tricky that's just kind of where we're at with it. Like I, I try to apply different rules like that as minimally as possible because it can get very complicated and weird if we try to do it all over the place. Fair Next. enough. Next one. Who do I have to blame for Machamp dabbing? <laughs> uh, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that was Dave. Yeah, I think Dave. But who asked Dave to do it? But, well, I think... Christina is to blame for the dab being part of, of like a like a death battle thing now. Yes, I think it's popularizing the dab. Yeah, she she <laughs> she integrated it, it like and at first it was, I think it was like ironic dabbing to make fun of the youth, but now I think we're just like <laughs> out of touch old people that do a dab because it's funny. I don't know how it's happened, but it is funny. So. I think in, in this case, be. it was just, it was way too tempting to not have a double dab when you got somebody with forearms. Exactly. It, uh, it wasn't part of the plan, but, uh, so David was the animation director for this episode. Fantastic team of people. Um, and, and during one animation review that shot played and champ Landon did a dab and everybody looked at me and was like, is that okay? And I went fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kept it. <laughs> Yeah, it was not in the script. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, we got to let the animators have some fun, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with this one. Like, this one is... And some people fucking loved it. Like, I saw it getting yeah, scared. Oh, no, absolutely. Right. I love it. I think it's great. But this episode was super difficult for to animate because of the extra limbs. Extra limb, like, moving arms and hands, like, naturally and stuff is super difficult. And having... Four more of those things waving around throughout the fight is intense. So we, we actually right, brought and- on some animators who worked on uh, Nemesis in the uh, Genlock show to help with that, which is great. But they were like, seriously, you want us to work on forearm characters again? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's the other part, too, because like, mo- mocap helps a lot, right, in animation. And But you can't mocap somebody with forearms. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you have to do that stuff separately. So Will somebody just get behind them and just yeah, no, that's, that's, that's two true. people fit in the same suit. And, and and you couldn't even use the same like similar rigs between Machamp and Goro because both of them. I didn't even realize this until we started. Uh, their arms, their extra arms, are set up differently. Machamp has his extra arms on extra shoulders behind his current shoulders or like his normal shoulders, and and Goro's are just on the like below his arms he doesn't even have extra shoulders they're just kind of there so i don't know how they work (laughs) so they were completely different rigs completely different setups and and yeah also different finger counts i believe like it it was it was a very complicated setup for both characters right and the clipping that's an extra set of limbs you have to worry about like it's it's a lot gosh very complicated characters to animate um so uh, very proud of the team for doing such an awesome job with it Anyway, okay, well, last question. What's the next matchup? 
Cable vs. Booster Gold! Which is, I know, kind of a, a strange one, but um, we've, we, I've been wanting to bring both of these characters into Death Battle for a long time. I've seen Cable vs. Booster Gold uh, requested uh, before, and, and Cable and both of them have had different matchups requested a lot. And, and it's the problem with the characters like them is it's always like these characters have time travel abilities built in. So in order for them to fight anybody, they're going to have to fight another time traveler. Oh, hey, right. let's pair these two together. It works great. Um, they have a lot of similarities, but also a lot of very drastic differences, which I think is going to make for a very interesting episode. I'm excited for you yeah, guys Cable's to see Cable's a lot it. more serious, and Booster Cold is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a Should little bit. Uh, yes, uh, so that comes out in two weeks. Uh, very excited for you guys to see it. it it's definitely going to be... Uh, a little different from the typical Marvel versus DC matchup because they are crazy characters in their own very absurd ways. Uh, <laughs> like you take that spectrum of like '90s Edge and and you know Deadpool, basically, it's just pull them as far apart as possible, and, th and there you go. That's what we've got. <laughs> and make right. sure you watch so our bloopers because we had a lot of fun recording that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we uh, I've been we waiting. Might have come out. We might have invented our own superhero in the booth. It was fun. Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be an interesting. Just on about this for a grip now, like I know. <laughs> because because while know, we were we recording, had... there was a certain line that just got us, and for a solid seven or eight minutes, we just could not stop laughing. It was pretty great. Yeah, was, <laughs> Ben and I have a lot of fun in the booth always, but that was probably the most fun we've had in the booth in a long time. It was great. <laughs> uh, and I saw somebody in the in the chat mention, um, isn't a new uh, Mortal Kombat cartoon coming out? And yes, it is. Mm -hmm. um, I, I what is it it's called? Scorpion Revenge or something time. like that? <laughs> Not that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we planned two Mortal Kombat episodes for this year with with Sindel and Goro. And what do you know? Mortal uh, the Death Battle Curse strikes again, and a brand new Mortal yeah. Kombat cartoon shows up after we plan all this. So that so worked out great. You want to return or get a new <laughs> installment of? Just let us know, and we'll make a fight <laughs> about it. I mean, everybody knows that as soon as we put Gordon Freeman into a Death Battle, Half Life Three will be announced. That's how this is going to yeah. work. We can't. There's not a. Yeah. No. You can't do <laughs> that. Be so insane. <laughs> It also makes me like nervous to actually do Gordon Freeman because everybody's going to be expecting Half-Life 3 to be announced <laughs> as soon as we announce him. And then when it doesn't get announced, then everybody's going to blame us for like doing it too soon or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's the questions. Um, thank you to everybody who watched uh, Goro vs. Machamp again. Uh, it's been a joy to see all the reactions and stuff and see it trending, which is awesome. Uh, that's two episodes in yeah. a row, which is cool. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on to what's going on. Hey, I'm here to tell you guys about Bespoke Post. So before we get back to the show, let's talk about going to the mailbox. It's usually kind of a lame experience. Like, I mean, you go, there's like a bunch of political flyers and bills and like the coupons that I don't think anybody actually uses but there's one good thing I get out of my mailbox and that's a box of awesome from Bespoke Post. These guys they just do boxes of pretty much anything you're interested in 
Uh, like, I've gotten some that are, like, you know, bar utensils and, like, cocktail maker stuff. They have, like, great stuff for if you're, you know, you're hobbyist in the kitchen. They got great cooking stuff. If you're a hobbyist, you like ties. They got dope. They got a box full of ties, like socks, whatever. They got cool boxes. And it's one of the best things I can honestly say is, like, giving yourself a gift because you just get something, like a, like a collected assortment of dope stuff in... Uh, category of things you're interested in and that's what bespoke post does it hooks you up and they got boxes for everybody you can think of so they make great gifts for not just yourself but other people um so yeah you can get started and take a quiz at boxofawesome.com and your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you or you can just select from like a humongous list and they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories it's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel any time each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. So, get 25 or get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BATTLECAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com and the code BATTLECAST for 20% off your first box. So yeah, go do that and uh, enjoy it. What is going on? So, apart from <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are all fucking crazy about your turnips and shit. Like, I've been hearing so much about the turnip economy. Like, isn't like every meeting I go into, somebody's like, anyone got turnips for sale or anyone got this, that? Yeah, please let me know if turnip sleep. prices turnips. are over 400. I haven't, I haven't gotten any turnips yet. I keep oversleeping. Oh, yeah, because she's only there in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday mornings. I'm like, man, that's when I sleep. Mm-hmm, hey. mm-hmm. It's a sleeping day. <laughs> Yeah, Ted, you have such a different fucking life in quarantine. It's like, like, man. I know you guys are like, oh, it sucks. Oh, man, I miss my tournaments because I've just been sleeping so much. That means that you would be great at Animal Crossing because you're always awake. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> all the you time. always have a reason to be awake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So Get me out of here. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So for this for this what's going on segment, uh, we were talking about uh, chatting up some of uh, Death Metal Season One. Uh, I, I I recently joined one of the Death Metal Discord servers because I, w- I wanted to see what was going on over there because uh, <laughs> I've, I've I'm not too familiar with Discord and I jumped in and they're like, oh my god, it's Ben. And then it kind of blew up and got crazy. And I was like, maybe this is a bad idea because uh, I kind of um, derailed their plan for the day, which was to have like an award sort of discussion about like their favorite and least favorite elements from Death Battle Season 1. And I was like, I'll just step away so they can keep doing what they were doing. But talking about Season 1 and like the best and worst aspects of it is interesting because we are coming up on our 10th year of Death Battle, which is insane. And I figured we could look back on season one a bit and see what it was like and what we like and what we don't like. Maybe talk about our favorite episodes. Yeah, Some sure. Favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got my uh, list. Man, I got mine too. Season one is. Yeah. Season one is interesting. <laughs> I remember so the health bars. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, I, I I keep getting questions about why we have health bars in the first two episodes. 
Like, it's one of those early episode weirdness things. We were trying it out and it just didn't Figuring work out. Figuring things out, yeah. Yep. yep. That's what season one in a nutshell, just figuring things out, period. <laughs> <laughs> yup. God, I hate watching any of season one episodes because I hear the boomstick voice and I just like cringe into myself. <laughs> also, a lot uh, of the early animations and stuff are, yeah. Like, I mean, hey, that's the that final cut, Sam. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Ben like, I mean, final cut. <laughs> I, I was even talking about that. I was like, even just talking about like the first Goku versus Superman and stuff compared to where we are now. Yeah, you know, it's it's like a oh, much sure. difference in like literally everything. The three D, the sprites, like everything is like we make such better things now. <laughs> if you can say one so. thing about Death Battle <laughs> from like an internal point is we have we've we keep making a better show. Like that is like, looking back on these, we make a better show now than we did then for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's good. Then I say that that's every good. season, like every time, yeah. we're just like, we watch <laughs> oh, yeah. it, like Jesus Christ, like how, well, how did we get here from when we started? That's the goal. Like, I mean, w- one of the reasons why uh, I look back on season one as like the experimental season, even season two to a certain degree, um, and also just for those who are confused at why there's so many episodes in season one, we didn't do this annually back then. Uh, we just kind of did it however much we could so the first season i believe takes place over three years <laughs> or, or so that's why we're like getting into year 10 of death battle but only on season eight um so season one was very much i wanted to establish early on this idea that no episode of death battle had to rely on another uh that it could be experimental from the ground up for every single episode and we had like a basic format but we could change things up every time uh and that mostly stemmed from the idea that like we're dealing with fictional characters with their own rule sets every single time. Like there's no way to lock down this huge rule set um, or, or, and we're going to deal with characters who can fly in one episode and characters who can only exist underwater in another episode. And things can get crazy if we try to restrict ourselves. So applying that to just the show in general, I felt was a, was a good way to take it. And so you can look at episodes like episode one through five or whatever, and then go to episode 20 or something and it might feel like an entirely different show and that was kind of intentional um especially if you look at season one and look at you know as you're saying the show now i don't think there's apart from whiz and boomstick being there and the 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 text saying death battle i think it feels like an entirely different show to a certain degree um and a better one obviously but (laughs) i uh (laughs) the, the difference in the evolution of it has definitely been intentional throughout and just trying out new things so uh from you guys uh sam you mentioned you had a list what was what was at the top of your list is your favorite episode from back then favorite uh okay so favorite's little like i know my top five but i think favorite is probably eggman wiley i guess from season one one. i think that's fun just because it's weird like it's different it's one that we still like occasionally reference and talk about hmm. and it's like well, kind of like the only high-ish one mm-hmm. like i don't know it's, it's just very unique and that's why i think it stands out as like the other ones it's just like like if i look at like raid and thor i'm like oh yeah we've done that just much better like recently like we have that same kind of archetypal episode just like a better version of it now whereas like eggman and wiley still kind of stands a little bit unique in my mind Dude, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, so there's so many things that happened in the episode. Like one, I believe, believe we did voting 
for which robot masters uh and like minions should be brought some into of the fight yeah for some, some like them. obviously we knew we knew we would have some but others we were like there's so many to choose from and obviously we can only animate so many like i think we pulled audience of like yeah what they wanted to see um that's the first time that i walked in on ben literally asleep on his computer uh, <laughs> that which, battle was uh, a only- pain to animate yeah, because uh, that that we that episode was called "Biting Off More Than You Could Chew." Ben stayed up all night. Well, you can uh, tell uh, trying to get it, the thing finished. Episode eighteen, like that's nineteen. Eighteen was Master Chief Doom Guy. That's like October, and like up until that, they were coming once a month. And then Eggman Wiley's December, like on Christmas for some reason. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I don't remember. It, really, it probably got delayed. Yeah, it was it delayed, probably it, like that's what I'm saying. It was delayed like two months. Ben nearly died, like <laughs> trying to get that episode. I remember I there's never a reason why after that episode we actually hired an animator. <laughs> yep, and uh, finally convinced Craig to hire an animator. It took Literally. 19 episodes. <laughs> I remember I walked out, I walked down the hallway and take a left into like a little past the door where we have like most of our offices, like our little bullpen. And Ben's desk was right there, the first desk on the left. And I opened the door, and Ben is just. Like just passed out on his MacBook, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, hey, "I man. forgot about that. I'm not just animating in Final Cut. I'm animating on a goddamn MacBook." <laughs> yep. And so I was just like, "Hey, dude, it's terrible." And I was like, "Were you here all night?" And he's like, "Oh, I must have fallen asleep." <laughs> I was like, "I'm just trying to get this fight done." And I was like, "Holy man. dude!" He literally stayed up all night animating and fell asleep on his computer. Yeah, wasn't wasn't great back then <laughs> nope. uh, um, and then that was also one of the most interesting ones that when ben and i would always you know back the process back then was ben would do a ton of research uh you know kind of figure out who he thought would win and then he'd bring it to me and then i'd just try and disagree with him and poke as many holes in the argument as possible until we were both satisfied <laughs> that nobody could raise any more arguments uh, and that was one that was really interesting because we kept, I remember we kept going back and forth on how like, it was really hard to determine who would win. And then it kept coming down to like, well, the metal Sonic, you know, is just going to fucking destroy this other person. Like, well then yeah, he'd have his last resort and he'd use the robo Enza virus or whatever. And it would take over metal Sonic and he'd go crazy. And so we kept like back and forth a while. Then finally we were like, so, so I guess technically that's what would happen. And Metal Sonic would kill everyone, and Metal Sonic wins. <laughs> like, like we're both like. I mean, I, I no, I am we can argue against it. I am curious if because Death Battle, how we determine winners, was very different back then. So I'm curious mm-hmm. if we went back into this now, if we would get a different result. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because that's a very complicated episode, and it would take a while to to go over everything again. Uh, but watching through it, um, it. I believe that this is the episode where we've kind of really hit our stride, uh, figuring out how to present information, how to how to knock it out quickly while still being informative, um, how to how to keep that. It I feel like it has a really good balance of humor and in, in information, whereas there are plenty of good like decent episodes before it, but some of them kind of drag a bit. Some of them are are more ridiculous than informative, and vice versa. Um, such as Starscream versus Rainbow Dash, which I love I as an episode. episode. I love the episode, episode so much. Um, <laughs> it's one of the animations that I made that I'm definitely the most proud of. Uh, I feel like we could have done a better job talking about the characters in the rundowns, but overall, I think it's still pretty 
one one of the few episodes from season one that I enjoy watching again. <laughs> <laughs> and the ending was really fun for that one. I remember having that debate and we're like well the pony is way stronger and it's like yeah but his like his spark can't ever die and then i was like well what would stop rainbow dash from just eating it the thing i totally <laughs> forgot i totally <laughs> forgot about this as i was watching through it last night uh so i remember the eating the spark thing i was like that's funny and then going. rainbow dash turns towards the camera and stares directly at you and it's like i forgot <laughs> about that that's terrifying <laughs> well and then we talked about too that like what would happen is like then he would eventually be passed and then probably possess some electronic device that exists in Equestria. <laughs> like, yeah. so we made that back when I think there was like, only season one or something like that of My Little Pony. There's probably yeah. something. I believe they're on like season eight or something like that now. I don't know. So there's, there's probably, at this point, I'm sure a giant robot has shown up in this series and, and Starscream would be able to possess that. But at that point... I believe we mentioned the the most mechanical thing was like a sewing machine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's that all really he's that got. <laughs> that was one of the first times that you know we got to be like, oh, something that seems like very very ridiculous is actually like we can analyze that. You know, like we can <laughs> put math to a My Little Pony character and realize that they're yes. actually fucking ridiculous. Uh, and that was so <laughs> cool. I think that was a really turning good turning point for the show was like it's an improvement over it's an improvement over the idea that we had for yoshi versus riptor yoshi right. versus riptor was fun i don't think it was delivered very well uh the the concept and the joke it like i believe that episode is like six minutes long or even shorter it's super short it's is it really that was yeah that's one of the episodes that i remember having to rush the animation uh so it it just yeah, it's six and a half minutes. I mean, a lot of the I there was a recent episode of cast that I mentioned. Like, I don't think any of our episodes were under ten minutes. Yeah, like all of season one, <laughs> like all of season one is under ten minutes, <laughs> except for uh, like twenty through twenty five or so. <laughs> uh, so I was dead wrong there. <laughs> well, that's just back then, especially like the internet was all about like you know trying to make it as easily digestible as possible. Like everything right, should be right. one to one between like one to three minutes. And so this is like a big departure from that. So I remember there are lots of debates of constantly being like, how do we get it down quicker? How do we get it down shorter? Yeah. Nowadays it's different. You, one of the reasons YouTube is so successful is because it's long, and they love the fact <laughs> that people are watching our show longer. But YouTube was a different beast back then. Music yeah. videos reign supreme, th so anything shorter than ten minutes would usually do much better. Um, I feel like music videos still kind of reign supreme, but the, the thing I remember about Yoshi versus <laughs> Riptor is the falling on the car from Killer Instinct, yes. and then Boomstick being like, "No, my car!" Like, uh, and then because uh, yeah, I don't know why I don't remember how we came to that conclusion because the way we that was back when an episode was made in two weeks and i would spend the first week researching and writing and then the second week animating and that was it it would yeah. have to be done and i guess animating and editing would all have to happen in the same week um and, and i can't remember if like you saw the animation chat and was like oh i want to add an extra line or if yeah, you added the line at the beginning and i had to dig and find a car <laughs> I think it might have been the latter, and I might have been like, oh, I gotta find a stupid fucking car. <laughs> no, because I remember we were talking about. I think I, I think we were watching through the footage or whatever, and I just remember the car because, like, that's the that's a the finisher, you know, in uh, in Ki, yeah, whatever it's called, in Ki, yeah, yeah, the one where you stage knock them off, they fall off the tower forever, and then they land on the car. And I just remember seeing that and just being like, my car. I don't know. I just thought it'd be dumb, and stupid, <laughs> so, like many things uh, that I do in the booth. <laughs> I remember our old voiceover booth, which was just a closet. 
closet. Yep. It got so fucking hot. <laughs> there were times terrible. like in between. Oh my God. Like we get to like, okay, we finished one character run down and then I would open the door and then I would just swing it back and forth to just generate air to try and like, just get help oh. cool down. We go stand outside sometimes just to cool down in between segments and then go back in and finish VO. Oh my God. It what was, so was bad, that dude. closet? That was very, like, it was so, you're talking about the one at the yeah. office right next to Walmart, right? The closet. Yeah. 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 Before I got the whisper booth. The, whisper, the yeah. first whisper booth we had wasn't that bad. Like it was, it was a little tight and muggy in there, but it wasn't that bad. But the, that closet was fuck wild small. <laughs> it was. It was like, <laughs> yeah. like Ben and I could barely fit in there together with a computer. And yeah, like, yeah. I remember it. doing um, like a top ten or with, something. Like no, doing video game reviews in there, and then Craig was like. Yeah, you did a good job, but your VO was kind of messed. So you should like, uh, like, but Lauren's really good at VO. She should help you in there. And so it was like Lauren and I in this booth, and I remember just being like, "This is so awkward. Like, I can't. Like, I don't. Like, how do you keep a six like a nice personal space away from like a female coworker that you just started working so- with in a booth that's literally like this size? <laughs> like, it is a like." Yeah. You're just like both people are like, and then you're this far apart from each other. Like, so Ugh. Ben and I, Ben and I basically developed like a VO dance, and like he he would swoop in for his line, and I would slide back and press myself into the corner, and then he would do the same as I went in for my line, and then we kept doing that because we couldn't even <laughs> occupy the same space. <laughs> yeah, we we tried we we tried doing the like. You know the typical thing where I would record my lines and Chad would record his lines separately, um, but we just found that we would deliver things better if we were doing it together. So we fi- we made it work. We made it work. It's so fucking it- hot. Thank God we got that whisper booth eventually. Yeah. And now with Rooster Teeth, like we have an actual recording setup for the first it's time. It's so nice. It's very nice. It's space. <laughs> uh, it's not just a closet with foam on the wall. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, and of course, uh, just to wrap things up, season one, of course, ended with Goku versus Superman. Yep. Which mm-hmm. is the best worst yep. episode. We've ever made. God, Like I went back you know, to try and watch that for this. Oof. There's some yeah. parts of it. Like, hey, hey. Yeah, it's it's very long. We recorded it multiple like, times. And that was like the fourth script revision, like to get it mm-hmm. shorter. Wow. The first wow. one came in. I can't remember the first one. The first one clocked in. It was like 48 minutes or something like that. We're like, we can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was oh like really long. Um, the rundown uh, yeah, themselves was over a half hour. Just the rundowns before we even got to the fight. That episode, dude, like Ben had been doing research on it since literally Death Battle started because he knew that that was going to be a thing. And so like he put a bunch of work into it. We were going to do it in 3D, which we had barely just started getting into. Uh, Jordan Lennon That wasn't the initial the plan. It, it wasn't true. initially it was not- planned to be 3D. But then our animator who we hired was supposed to be making Link versus Cloud in 2D sent it in as a 3d fight surprise and we were like oh okay and he was like yeah i'm doing this because i want to make goku versus-. he knew we were going to do goku versus superman he wanted to do it in 3d and i was like okay <laughs> let's give it a shot uh which uh, that did not go I think well it turned out okay uh, it did it turned out okay but it, like it, we had to delay that episode like what two times and then like it was that that came down to the wire. That's the second time I walked in on Ben asleep at work, uh, and that was that he'd been on the phone with our animator uh, constantly. And just didn't I fall to do asleep he during could. a call with the animator? You did. Wasn't uh, that what it was? It's, 
Yeah, and I knew that we were going to be delayed again. So there's footage of that because I, gra- I we grabbed a camera and I was like, hey, film me real quick. And so I filmed the like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. Death Battle Goku for Superman has to get delayed again. We're really sorry about it. But like, look, Men is literally just fell asleep on a phone call with the animator because he was up all night trying to like help in whatever ways that he could. Um, yeah, that was. Man. Yeah, that was you can, dude, we well, at one point we recorded a lot, like in that season of that because episode 20 is March 29th, 2012. Episode 25 is January 10th, 2013. <laughs> There's about five yeah. episodes in a year that's during that. Well, this again, like, that was we, we didn't have a we didn't have a team. It was just for the first uh, 19 episodes. It was just me. Chad would help out with his script. Um, but Chad was dealing with like merchandise and stuff like that at that point. Like every everybody, game, everybody at the Screw Attack team at that business. point was was spread out doing a million different things. I was also working on Clip of the Week at the time, which was a show that we made every Friday, and that was my Friday. Like make the idea, shoot it, edit it. It was an entire day. So and I, I was also in college at the time, so there was a lot <laughs> going on. <laughs> uh, the fact that I was able to make thirteen episodes in uh, twenty six weeks initially. I still blows my mind. I don't know how I was able to make those first 13, first 13 episodes. Um, but uh, at a certain point, it just, we just realized like this can't keep going on. It, it doesn't work if it's just me and an animator. We need to bring in more people, uh, which is why Nick got involved in season two and so on. But e- even then, like until we really got settled with Rooster Teeth, uh, we didn't have the structure to keep uh, Death Metal going on a consistent basis every three or now two weeks. Uh, now we have oh, yeah. it, which is great. But back then, that just wasn't a thing that Screw Attack was capable of. It just never yeah. reached that point. Like, and it's not just with Death Metal. Like, every show at Screw Attack had some sort of issue like that. Because it was like, oh, yeah. uh, you, you pitch and- the show, you also run it. There you go. Just do it. Yep. And that was kind yeah, of the, you, said, you said the You said the words, someone should. That was you instantly volunteering for... <laughs> Whatever that task yeah. was. That's how uh, I did Desk at Death Battle for five years. Was I was like, hey guys, this sounds like something we should be doing. And then Craig is like, now you're doing it. I was like, fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just to, just to wrap up a couple of things, just since we're talking about season one and Goku versus Superman. Like you said, there were like four, there's like four different script revisions. We voiced one of the really long ones, which, fun fact, I don't remember why, but Ben, remember we voiced one of them in my living room at my house? Yeah, um, I don't remember why we had to do that, but I remember you coming over and then we like set up a blanket and shit and recorded in the middle of my living room, my <laughs> upstairs like living room. Like, I like pretty much. Were, were, were we in the middle of moving offices? <laughs> we might have been in the middle of switching offices at that point. Maybe. Mm, I don't maybe. remember. Uh, at some point remember, we had that to record... season when we switched. Yeah, we had to record in my living room. In. I lost my voice after the first revision uh because it was so fucking long and we would also (laughs) we used to record uh the whole script twice just to make sure that we had yeah uh you know a good line in there so i remember i lost my voice after that recording uh also we were just recording into a laptop we had no setup so we would often like the quality would would there'd be pops that we would have issues with the recording like we had to do it twice yep uh and then this was also one that ben and i were in like constant communication about we're like constantly like texting each other uh about different things and like ben and i got i remember staying up late in my office on a skype call with you as we were trying to calculate goku's key strength um 
which if you guys have followed us for a while, you've heard me tell this story before. But this is when like we're just we're trying to put a number to like what's the limit of his key that he's things that he could do. And in GT, he teleported everybody off of the planet. And so I was like, OK, cool. That's the feat we get. We can theoretically calculate or put something to. So I calculated the collective weight of humanity. I went by country and region <laughs> and I found the average weight of uh, male adult, female adult, a male child, a female child. Um, and then I multiplied that by the population and I did that for uh, all countries and regions. And right as I am finishing up doing that, I'm like, okay, Ben, I've got it. The number of like humanity, <laughs> the, the, the lifting humanity Ugh. is, and he goes, oh, wait, he also teleported off like a bunch of dinosaurs and shit. So we can't use that. And I was just like, mother, <laughs> so mad. I remember just hitting clear. I'm like just deleting it and then like because it's useless and then now I'm still so pissed because I wish I had that number that we could throw out and be like this is the collective weight of humanity at in 2000 and whatever wow <laughs> I just realized we we've fucked ourselves on time we need to go to this community yeah uh, real quick honorable yeah. mention uh, Guma versus Koopa was the first death battle to ever reach a million views which blew my mind but all right yeah let's get to the community death battle. We're all stuck at home right now. It's a interesting time, but you might as well try and make the best of it. And one way you can do that is working on some sort of project you might have had in the back of your head for years. I don't care if it's a, a play or, you know, like say an animated short or something. If you have an idea for a project, you might have like one of the biggest hurdles you would have is say, oh, I've written a great thing, but I don't know how to animate this. Well, you can go to Fiverr and find a perfect animator you could go there and find a playwright you could go there and find somebody to get music for you you can go to fiverr and get just about any help with any project you can think of uh and it's just it's an excellent service say you have an idea for a little animation and you want to get a storyboard done for it go to fiverr look up storyboard artists you can go through the reviews you can go through their experience their prices and you can pick one that fits for the project you want to do and you don't have to worry about just sending somebody money and losing it. You know, you have a excellent like money back guarantee, all this kind of stuff that makes it safe. So you can get the project you've always wanted to do off the ground. So find what you're looking for instantly. Search by service, deadline, price reviews, and more. You'll know exactly what you're paying for up front. 24-7 customer service helps make all of that really copacetic. And yeah, it's just, it's a great service. It's really fun. You can look up YouTube videos of people using Fiverr to do crazy stuff, designing sneakers, making animations, doing comic book art, and some of the things you'll see are just incredible, the kind of talent that's out there on Fiverr. So you can get started now by checking out Fiverr.com, that's F-I-V-E-R-R.com today, and you'll receive 10% off with your first order by using the code CAST. It's so easy, just go to Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com and use the code CAST. Again, it's Fiverr, two R's, F-I-V-E-R-R.com with the code CAST. Anyways, back to the show. Genos first Bakugo. Now, we're pretty no, familiar with Genos because we had a... Oh, Wasn't what? what was that this was last week? week. I forgot to replace it. Remember Spider-Man? Oh, oh, right, right, right. Last week. Sorry, I forgot to replace it. Who won that? Did Genos win that? Genos won that. Oh, uh, Genos won right, that yeah. handedly. Remember, there was like literally oh, right. no that, for mocking. That was, <laughs> that was the one that was... Okay, I remember now. All right, uh, Spooderman versus Miraculous Ladybug. 
Um, okay, and as always with the death battle, uh, with the community death battle, we leave it up to you guys to let us know who you think should win and why using hashtag death battle cast on Twitter. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring up the answer for Spider Man. You said Twitter, weird. Twitter? Twitter. 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 Wild Boy 921, the legend, says, How in the hell is that fair? Spider Man ripped off Doc Ock's robot arms, which once survived a two kiloton nuclear explosion in Miles versus Static Shock. Uh, dodged light speed attacks from Lightmaster, and he took a blast from Iron Man. Uh, sorry, my screen's a little cut off because of this chat. Uh, we know who wins. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I have blast from Iron Man. Yeah, we know who wins. All right, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring up the answer for Ladybug. Ladybug uh, from Jason Seth says Ladybug dodged lightning, uh, moved planets. Defeated that, Aurora are such an escalation. It's like dodges lightning. Okay, yeah, cool. Moves planets like this. Like... <laughs> Defeated Aurora Boreal, who erupted a volcano at what's that last word? Yeah, Paris. At Paris. At you Paris. can remove the chap. There's a there's a little chat button that you can remove it with. It's on the far right of the. Hey, buttons. it's gone now. Great. Tags Cat Noir, who sliced a moon <laughs> at faster than light what speed. The f- she stopped Spider-Man like a bug. Okay, Whoa. I've seen a couple episodes from season one of Miraculous, and like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened? I do. She gets pretty buck wild. Uh, like, you know, spider sense is still a weird factor. It's the, I feel like this is a weird one because there weren't like a ton of comments for Ladybug. I think just because it's like kind of outside of our general audience's like range. But uh, sure. the ones that there are do make a strong argument and point out like a lot of people are just like, Spider-Man is so strong, he win. And... They just like ladybug, ladybug. Spiders eat ladybug. Oh, great, uh, <laughs> great way to represent our audience. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> uh, this doesn't even mention. This isn't even mentioning her. Like, what is it? The yo-yo? This like yeah, context yeah, yeah. sensitive. Context sensitive yo-yo. Yeah. I'm assuming right. the moon, or I'm assuming moving the planet is part of it. So the way it works, yeah. I believe, if I recall, it's been a while. She does something with the yo-yo or there's something in the yo-yo, whatever it is. Um, and it creates an object and that object is the answer to whatever her problem is. She just has to figure out how figure to use it. Out. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. Um, so she will be able to create the answer to defeating Spider-Man. She just, has, she just has to figure out how to use it to do that. But if she's capable of moving a planet or, or slicing a moon apart, and and Cat Noir does not have that ability, so he just did that, sliced a moon apart. Which okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Unless he got some new ability in later episodes that I'm just not aware of, because that's season three. I didn't even know there were three seasons. <laughs> like that's crazy. Uh, I'm voting Ladybug. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up right now. Uh, I'm gonna vote. I'm definitely voting Ladybug. Just because I, I want to see where this goes. I'm going to go Spider-Man in hopes that the the Spidey sense saves him yet again. I I would... The Spidey sense is obviously his most powerful aspect for yeah. something like a death battle. I do think the context-sensitive... I can't remember what it's called. Power could find a way something. around that. I'm going to hmm. go Spider-Man just because I feel like there's enough... Like you're, uh, you know, a nearly hundred year old comic book character. There's a bunch of dumb shit you've done that'll probably <laughs> save you in this yeah, scenario. Exactly. But I want my heart is with Ladybug, though. 
Mm. That's oh hell yeah! At. I just found a, I just found a respect thread for Ladybug. <laughs> of course. Anyways, we need to look at this. I'll poll. look into this word. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm voting Ladybug. Lucky Charm. That's what that's what it's called. Whoa! Yeah. Lucky Charm creates an object that helps helps her achieve her vo- her goal, often being to stop a villain. Her creativity and cleverness. I'm just reading the wiki. Her creativity and cleverness help enable her to perceive where the object can be used to help her achieve her goal. It drains her power and reverts her back to marionette shortly afterward. Okay, so, so as soon as she uses it, she's basically out of power. That's right. She has a time limit. She can only be Ladybug for a certain amount of time, and then the the Lucky Charm speeds up that time. Hmm. That might be a bit of an issue if Spider-Man can survive everything she throws at him. Okay, anyway, I'm voting Ladybug. Let's go ahead and check out the poll that you guys voted on. Well, <laughs> wow, Spider-Man. <laughs> wow. Hey, guys. Welcome to the popularity contest. Uh, yeah, I know. The power wow, of popularity. Wow, okay. Hmm. I am... Curious yeah, though. She tamed a dragon in seconds and then turned him against his master. Of course she did. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> okay. So and everybody who's watching this right now, I, I'm very curious. Now that you've heard a little bit about what Ladybug uh, and what she's capable of doing, if you think this could be an interesting match to explore further, maybe as a death battle, let me know on Twitter. I've seen this requested for a very long time. Uh, and and the idea of it is interesting to me because it's a comic book character versus a non-comic book character, and there are a lot of really good uh, matchups that are like that. Uh, so I don't know if if there's something that you know the poll is missing that that we're missing. I'd love to know about it. Similar to the Megatron Frieza thing from a couple weeks ago. Just let me know um, for the next community death battle. Uh, shit! I didn't ask the chat to to, to, to uh, ask for dude, one. I just highlighted one in the rundown. Um, zero um, versus Meta Oh uh, yeah, I that was that's a good one. Before. Or do we want to do a a a day a data? It says uh, Vegeta did. versus Magikarp. That's a that's a killer. Oh, <laughs> no, somebody asked. Okay, somebody wait, asked actually- in the chat earlier. Somebody asked who we would put the Animaniacs up against. I like I like Vegeta versus Magikarp more. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Vegeta will destroy him. Because it will, it will become a Gyarados. Vegeta always does this thing now, like with the other Saiyan kid, where he like won't fight the kid unless the kid like shows him his true powers and shit. So like the Magikarp is going to have to evolve before that fight ends, or else Vegeta. What the hell is a like, Gyarados gonna do against a freaking Vegeta? <laughs> Nothing, but I think the, the plot would be funny. The fight would be uh, funny. First thing that comes up when I search Animaniacs death battle is Slender Man. Or Tiny dude, Toons. Man, dude, the fucking Tiny Toons could yeah. be interesting. Yo, hot take, did... Animaniacs kind of suck. All right, I got it. What? I got it. So Deal with it. Deal with it. Doug, Doug4343 in the chat uh, requests Frank West versus Ash from uh, Evil Dead. Ash Williams. Let's yeah. do that. Frank versus Ash. Uh, let's go ahead with that one. Uh, let us know who you think should win using hashtag Death Battlecast on Twitter. We will have a poll up um, uh, later on this week, and then we will discuss it on next week's episode of Death Battlecast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about uh, Season 1 in Sudden Death, which is our first exclusive like post-show 
uh, that we air on roosterteeth.com. Yeah. Or we can yeah, talk about, you will know, see the PlayStation 5 controllers they showed off? No, right. we'll have to check that out too. All right. Uh, well, we'll see you there if you're first member. If you're not, uh, it's totally fine. We'll see you in the next episode of Death Battle Cast. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.